Welcome to the Creative Coaching Podcast, where we bring together coaches, athletes, former athletes, leaders, and influencers. Everyone has a story, and my hope is that when you listen to their stories, you will be inspired and live your life to tell your story one day. Today's guest is David Meltzer. David is the CEO of Sports Marketing One. He's an entrepreneur. He's an influencer. He's a best-selling author of two books, one connected to greatness and two game-time decision-making. We talked to him today about the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential, how to reach your optimum productivity level, and how the rate of acceleration and the rate of exponential growth equals success. I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, David. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and hopefully expand and accelerate people's knowledge and inspiration on reaching and meeting their goals. I really do appreciate your time, David. I know you're a busy guy. You've got a lot of things going on here and there and everywhere. And uh, just for our listenership's sake, uh, I, I really want to get your views on a couple of things because majority of us that are listening in and a part of this network are coaches, college coaches in particular. And so what, what I want to ask you first is kind of a personal question and just how are you introduced to athletics and, and the game of football that you played overall? How, how are you introduced? Well, I grew up with uh, six kids, five boys and a girl in Akron, Ohio. So at five years old, I was introduced to street football Nerf football game on asphalt and from day one I would say I I was born to run the football because I was uh, a little kid with a big mouth and two bedroom (laughs) apartment with six kids I I learned to duck and dive and jive and run really fast my gift in football has always been I can run scared faster than anyone can angry (laughs) Uh, so that's how I was introduced to the game of football and because I knew I wasn't going to be the biggest uh, or the fastest or the strongest, I became a student of the game really early to try to figure out how I could effectuate and utilize the skills that I did have in the most efficient way. That's great. Now, David, what was your experience as an athlete? I know you played college football from the research that I've done. How, how was that? How did that shape you moving forward into the business world as an entrepreneur now? To everything. You know, playing football from five until 22 uh, shaped me. It shaped me in a variety of ways. But the most important thing is that people still, I believe in the enjoyment of the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential. And to this day, although I've made hundreds of millions of dollars and lost hundreds of millions of dollars and ups and downs, rags to riches, rags to riches again, and worked for Lee Steinberg and Warren Moon and top shows, everything that I do still to this day, the closest I ever reached to my potential was my football career. Although I didn't make it to the NFL, although I'm not a huge, great star, an average college football player at best, given what talent, skills, knowledge that I had, that's the closest to my potential. It's something that beyond sleep, I did every single day of my life focused on being the best that I could be at the game of football. And I carried that over into making money, into helping people and having fun in my career. And that belief system, the understanding of digging deep and working hard, smart, and long, 
understanding how all of these things equated by consistent behavior, persistent behavior, and pursuing something and teamwork and leadership. There's nothing in my life still today at 51 years old that I have done that has more of an impact or greater impact than playing the game of football. That's fantastic. I like I like that the, that uh, that quote there. Consistent, persistent pursuit of potential, and I feel like we as coaches should look to draw that out of our players every day and ourselves as well. If we can do it for ourselves, like you talk about, kind of an unconscious competency. If we do that enough on our own, imagine what we can teach our players, and then they'll wind up kind of replicating the same thing. Uh, I feel like that's always something that's beneficial for everyone who's listening as as, as coaches to really find that uh, in our lives and produce that into other people as well. So I really appreciate you saying that. Now, as an, as a, as an overachiever, as a high achiever, all those things, whether it's in entrepreneurship or in your philanthropy, uh, David, how do you mentally prepare to achieve your optimum value when it comes to who you're serving in your organization? So I have a four-pronged approach. The first is to know my values, uh, that being Gratitude, which gives me perspective of the past, present, and future. Forgiveness, which is the understanding that I'm here to learn lessons, and the lessons will keep on learning. The lessons will keep on coming until I learn them. They'll result in pain until I learn them. Uh, Accountability, that I have full control of my life by asking two questions. Number one, what did I do to attract this to myself? And two, what am I supposed to learn from this? Because life's about lessons. And then finally, the last value of of inspiration or effective communication, how clear is the connection to the greatest and most powerful source of energy and light that there is? And most importantly, how am I allowing all of that to go through me for a clear, uncorroded, non-interfered connection to inspire others? Uh, Giving me the context of the next value, uh, the next component, the second prong, which is teaching myself to ask Number one, ask how productive I am, how much value am I providing, how am I of service, but also, can anybody help me? Do you know anyone that can help me? That is the flow of productivity and accessibility, how productive I am, how accessible am I to others, as well as how am I accessing what I want by connecting to as many people and many teammates as I can. Then understanding time is the third prong, to be a student of my calendar, to pay attention and intention to what I do in person on the phone, via email, media, radio, print, TV, social media, all of the different aspects of productivity and accessibility, looking at it with a lens of productivity and accessibility, all of my time, especially sleep. I think the most ignored factor, especially in athletics, that coaches should be looking at is that the greatest habit that every human being has on earth, the most time spent of any habit, the most consistent habit of all human beings is sleep. But yet we don't spend any time studying sleep, practicing sleep, coaching sleep, understanding how the subconscious and unconscious are impacted and connected and cleared by the inspiration and how we can raise our frequency and vibration by sleeping, as well as, of course, the recovery component for the body. Uh, That's a basic component. But if we're not utilizing as coaches one-third of our lives in which we sleep, the most consistent behavior, the, the biggest habit that we have, we're missing the boat. And then finally, being present, you know, teaching ourselves and others how to be present, how to do things now, uh, being present in the fact that I have a choice of every action I'm going to take. Can I do it now? And if I can do it now, I do it because it saves at least half as much time 
and I'm maximally more statistically successful. But if I can't do it now, understanding that I have a repository which I can schedule in the student in the calendar and I put that into the repository, what I can't do now, I call it my do it now folder and then I prioritize it by what's most important first. And if it's just urgent, I go ahead and delegate it. But I go ahead and prioritize by importance or value, leaving me the most productive and accessible person, allowing me to be of service and provide value as well as asking for it, meaning how can I connect others to leverage all of the situational knowledge relationships and experience to be accessible and access what I want. Uh, great points, David. I, I love what you're talking about, being present. Be where your feet are at. Understand the time and the moment that you're in. Um, and I, when I've listened to your content and heard you speak, I'm hearing I can get done more in a, in a day than most can get done in a week. And I feel like that's what you're talking about. You know, in your book, Game Time Decision Making, I think here again, listeners, please go out and get this book because it has great, great uh just ammunition for you. I want to use the word ammunition because I think what you're talking about, David, is attacking life, attacking your day, attacking uh, every aspect of it so that you're not caught off guard or you feel like you're caught off guard, you know, even though there's some unforeseen things. So I feel like that that's definitely one of the things that I, I want to communicate to everybody out there is really to go out there, get the book, get connected to goodness as well. It's a bestseller. Good stuff. So David, uh, you know, gratitude being one of your, you know, kind of one of the pillars as well, you know, gratitude, empathy, accountability, effective communication. How can gratitude pave a, a path for us to have sustainable success as coaches? You know, gratitude is the most powerful thing. It's the highest source of vibration and light and frequency. If you can teach your coaches, your staff, your support system, and most importantly, your players to be grateful, uh, gratitude gives you complete perspective. So anything that happens is better through gratitude. The past is better. The present is even better than that. And the future is brighter. Uh, it is the ultimate catalytic event in order to be an optimist, a optimist, or a poptimist. There's no doubt that gratitude is a cleanser of the connection between that uh, that inspires us and us. It is also the cleanser between our truth-based consciousness and our ego-based consciousness. It also clears all the interference and corrosion between that that we and others have. So gratitude to me is the pillar, the truth, the great component of love, truth, honesty, light that we can have. If we have gratitude for everything, if we can find the light in everything, if we can put faith in what we want, Imagine on the field what we do. Imagine in the practice field what we do. Imagine in the weight room, the speed training, the nutrition center, the rehab center, the team classrooms, the student body. All of these things are the basis of connecting to and inspiring and building a collective conscious of winning comes from gratitude. Yeah. So I, I ask that question because sometimes we lose focus as to how we got where we're at and not understanding that. I remember a day when I think of my former life, if you will, uh, the days I was dreaming about being where I'm at at that moment, and here I am, and am I just looking to shoot up to the top further, or am I really going to take the time to really have gratitude about where I'm at, who I'm leading, who I'm impacting, and who I'm going to help? So I think that I, I really appreciate you saying what you're saying about gratitude. Now, how do you personally define success, and how can we as coaches define success within our, I, I guess, within ourselves, Maybe not the team concept because that's a little different, uh, but within ourselves, how, how do you define success, David? 
the rate of acceleration and the rate of exponential growth. So success is not an outcome. It's not an emotional attachment to that outcome. It's simply the rate of acceleration and the rate of exponential growth. If I am focused in on achieving a greater growth uh, ratio as well as a greater acceleration ratio, I am going to get to my potential. I am going to get farther in whatever I want to achieve. That's what I focus in on. That's what I call success is the enjoyment of the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential by focusing in on the rate of acceleration and the rate of exponential growth. That is my success. If I can grow faster and accelerate faster, man, I am a success. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of all up to you. (laughs) Kind of that's the whole idea is like it's 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 the balls in your court. You make of it what you will. And, uh, you know, have nobody else to blame or to maybe you thank people along the way, like you're talking about asking for people to help you to set you up. Well, you know, here again, leveraging uh, relationships and people that, you know, but at the end of the day, it really is up to you. So, yeah, I, I really love that acceleration and, you know, and growth, man. That's fantastic, David. Now, I, I want to ask you personally, what do you value the most in your life? That's uh, easy. My health. Yeah. So, you know, my life is indicated on this plane as an embodiment. Uh, over the last few years, I've shifted my paradigm from telling you I value my family most to a conversation I had with my wife who told me when I asked her, what can I do for you? And she said, you need to take care of yourself yeah. in order to take care of me. Yeah. Uh, so I realized that if I didn't focus a minimum of one hour a day on my health, I was doing myself and everyone else within my sphere of influence a disservice. So the number one value I have in my life is my health. Awesome. And I think that's something we as coaches, we get so caught up in our, our time that we're, we're spending, you know, preparing, getting ready, practices, traveling, all these things. And really what you're saying, I, I went through something uh, last year around the same time where, you know, I wound up in the hospital for not taking care of myself and, and then I came to that realization that, you know what, I've got four daughters to look after. And if I'm not and, and my wife as well, and if I'm not doing those things, man, who, you know, who's going to be around there for them? And I just hated the idea of not being there for them. That really broke my heart. And so, yeah, you do have a paradigm shift when you realize what's facing you. So I really appreciate you talking about that as well, because it hits home for me. Now, what drives you every day to do what you do? you know, a day to day, like what, what do you get up waking up saying, this is why I woke up today and this is why I'm headed to do what I'm doing. Yeah. So what drives me is my potential and knowing that I only have two mindsets that I have to worry about. One, when I wake up is in that potential of my frequency, my vibration of being at a higher level of understanding and awareness, my higher self, my first mindset is how high of a frequency can I set when I first wake up? My first action is to reach highest level of happiness and joy, truth, love, and gratitude. After I do that, I realize that once I take action, I now only have to keep a mindset of reaction. Anything that should arise in my life from the time I take the first action in the day is now a reaction. So I need to react at the same frequency or higher. I need to react in a truth consciousness and be aware of when I'm in the ego-based consciousness of the need to be afraid the need to be anxious, the need to be separate, inferior, superior, resentful, offended, guilty, angry, frustrated. All the greatest football players that I've worked with from when I worked with Lee Steinberg as 
most notable sports agents in the world, as yeah. well as with Warren Moon here at Sports One Marketing, a global media marketing, advertising, and sponsorship company. What I realized was the spirit of excellence and the greatest attribute of all the finest world-famous Hall of Famers that I've been able to work with is the ability to be neutral, is the ability to go back to center, is the ability to have the appropriate action and reaction in the state of truth consciousness, not to allow the trajectory to accelerate in the ego-based consciousness with anger, frustration, joy, superiority, inferiority, separation, etc. So knowing that, that's my greatest, greatest focus when I wake up in the morning. Fantastic. You, you know, David, you talk so different than what, you know, when I think about people who are successful that I've known personally, there's a lot of focus on kind of just the, uh, not, not the mundane, but kind of the mundane, like, you know, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. It's a simple formula sometimes, and it's not a formula with you. It sounds like it's really taking time to be thoughtful, pensive, if you will, at times, to really take into consideration what your life is truly unfold, how it's unfolding in front of you and how you're going to attack it here again and, and, and do what you got to do to have full control over yourself, first of all. And then as your day transpires, how you here again, you talked about action and reaction, Fantastic stuff, because that's really, I think, here again, attacking the moment, attacking the time and, and just, you know, being at your best, you know, being the best version of yourself, if you will. So, Dave, I ask every guest this question because I think it's so pertinent and important because if we're headed somewhere and we're helping people like yourself, if you're impacting people's lives, either through uh, employing them or, or however the situation works out, you always leave a legacy, whether you want to or not. Somebody's going to remember you for something. And I want to ask you, David, what would you want your legacy to be when it's all said and done? Kindness. It's really easy. I just want to be able to empower others, to empower others, to empower others to be happy. And the mathematical equation I live by is if I can teach happiness through kindness to a thousand people and teach them to teach a thousand to teach a thousand, I can reach a billion people, a thousand wow. times a thousand, a million, a million times a thousand, a billion. And if I can go ahead and inspire them with kindness, uh, then the whole world will be an abundant place. It will change tremendously. And everyone can be happy with that collective belief with over a billion people being happy every single day. That's what I want to be known for. Just Dave Meltzer was kind. Fantastic, David. I really do appreciate your time. I thank you for coming on. Uh, you know, coaches out there listening, he's got the Playbook podcast, not just mine. Mine's not the only one out there. I know you don't think that, but there's other podcasts you can listen to. His is the Playbook podcast. Go get his new book, Game Time Decision Making, and also his bestseller that if you know, he came out with here a couple a while back, Connected to Goodness, and I believe it, it'll be a blessing in your life. That's the word I really want to use is blessing because I feel like, David, I thank you here again. Thank you for your time but because I know – and your content, you've blessed me, and I know that I'm better for it. So here again, thank you so much. Thank you. Anytime, anywhere, anything you need, just let me know how I can be of service. This extraordinary podcast and interview, and I am so grateful to be a part of it. Thank you. No, David, thank you so much. For listening to the creative coaching podcast know that you are appreciated so please take the time to listen to us on anchor apple podcast google podcast spotify stitcher you can also follow us on twitter creative coach 47 here again 
Okay, all of this I thank you for. Please leave a rating, subscribe, follow, leave feedback. Uh, this is your platform. So, you know, take ownership of it. And here again, you are appreciated. So thank you.